0: Hello friends, I'm Luke and I serve on the music team at Holy Family. We continue to hear stories from people like you who listen to the Holy Family podcast and consider Holy Family your church. And whether you're someone who's constantly on the go, hasn't found a church community where you live to which you can belong, or someone who's wondering about the shape of your faith, we are honored to be with you by sharing these reflections from our Sunday liturgies. We rely on the generosity of our congregation, which includes you wherever you listen, to help our ministry achieve and maintain financial health. If this podcast has been a gift to you, would you consider making a contribution so that we can continue offering resources that welcome questions, curiosities, and doubts? You can make a gift by following the link in our show notes. That's at holyfamilyhtx.org.
1: William Carlos Williams was a physician who conducted a private practice in Rutherford, New Jersey for over 40 years, and his care of patients fed the other great vocation of his life, which was the writing of poems. He's often credited with bringing a plain-spoken conversational idiom to poetry and was famous for saying, no ideas but in things. You might have encountered his work in high school, maybe his poem about the red wheelbarrow and rain and chickens, or maybe the one in which he confesses to eating some plums his wife had in the refrigerator for another occasion. In his poem, The Host, Williams wrote, There is nothing to eat, seek it where you will, but the body of the Lord... The blessed plants and the sea yield it to the imagination intact. Because we are, by our very nature, limited beings, our bodies have limited capacities, our brains, Lord knows, are limited, our hearts have mercy, can only hold so much. We like to set limits on all things. It makes life more manageable for us to say this belongs over here and this thing over here doesn't really have much to do with that thing over there. And the challenge of serving a living God is they do not have any limits. The God who makes all things connects all things. And while most of us enjoy making connections, we also appreciate order and limitations. And to be told what a thing is, and let that definition stand. For us, it's important to be able to come before the altar and receive what we understand with our physical and spiritual limitations to be bread and wine, body and blood. But what William Carlos Williams says, what the living God would like us to recognize, is everything is communion. Everything we eat is a eucharistic feast fried chicken the body of the lord apples and oranges the body of the lord gluten-free bread the body of the lord lucille clifton describes this revelation in her poem cutting greens this way i taste in my natural appetite the bond of live things everywhere so peter has this vision of some things he knows he's not supposed to eat. He sees beasts and reptiles and birds, a bunch of stuff strictly prohibited in the book of Leviticus. Now, Peter was a good religious person. If Leviticus told him not to eat something, he was not going to eat it. But then this voice from heaven, the source of the vision, says, never consider unclean what God has made pure." And this was probably hard for Peter to hear. There are a lot of themes in the Bible and a lot of stories that cover a whole range of ways that people encounter God and live out their faith successfully and unsuccessfully. One of the main recurring themes is what you can and cannot eat, when you can and cannot eat it, and who you should and should not eat it with. So what's wild about this moment in the book of Acts is all those rules, Peter, you've been living your whole life by in order to honor God and try to be a good citizen, forget about them. God is doing a new thing this is the wildness of Easter. This is the wildness of a God who becomes human, dies, and then practices resurrection so that even death is no longer a limitation. Death is no longer the last word. The last words are eat and drink. In the theology of food, eating, and the Eucharist, Angel Mendez Montoya writes that there is a relationship between sabor and sabre, savoring and knowing. Perhaps the library and kitchen are in fact united by one and the same splendid desire, the desire to both savor and know. The vision that Peter experiences reveals to him the need to connect what we receive cognitively with what we experience incarnationally, with our praying minds, our inspired bodies. The Bible becomes merely... A diet book, a behavior manual, if it does not cultivate life-giving relationships, if it is not the living word of God, it cannot continue to nurture and nourish us. This is why we gather every week to hear it read by different members of this community. If all we needed was the data that the text contained, we could sit at home and read in the comfort of our own homes and there would be no reason to share the text in community but there is a way in which hearing the living word of God makes us ready for the meal that living God has prepared for us. This week I revisited our artist-in-residence Lenicia Rouse-Tinsley's reflection on her painting for the Easter season which is hanging right over here. I encourage you all to spend some time with this painting and also to visit the Holy Family website where you can find LaNicia talking about each of the paintings that she's made for Holy Family, including that extraordinary one that's hanging back there above the font. Regarding this painting, she describes the significance of circles a shape and symbol that, for her, represents the human. And when you observe the painting, you'll notice three overlapping gold circles. And if we want to, we can see the trinity there. What's fascinating is that surrounding and emanating from those circles are all these other linked circles. They're not as easy to see. And in fact, it's very easy not to notice the bits of gold that inform these outlying circles. It's easy to say, "I I don't want to eat with that person. I don't want to eat with those people. They're not holy. They're not fun. They're not part of my group. And if they are eating X and Y, I know God would not want me to eat with them. And what God says is there is nothing you can eat, seek it where you will, but the body of the Lord. And that means that everyone you see around you is filled with Christ. Linesia shares a memory of being in a coffee shop and reading Theology of the Body by Pope John Paul II and his claim that each of us is a manifestation of God sparked something for her. And she was moved to tears. And when she left the coffee shop, every person she saw was beaming. She was able to see the light of God shining out of total strangers. Now, depending on who you are, it might be easier to see that light in strangers. It's important to be able to see it in everyone, our parents' our siblings, our children, our neighbors, our partners, ourselves. Thomas Merton describes a revelation similar to Peter's, similar to LaNesia's in his book, Confessions of a Guilty Bystander. Merton was a Trappist monk who lived for many years in the Gethsemane Monastery in Kentucky, and he wrote, In Louisville, at the corner of 4th and Walnut, In the center of the shopping district, I was suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, that they were mine and I theirs, that we could not be alien to one another even though we were total strangers. It was like waking from a dream of separateness, of spurious self-isolation in a special world. Then it was if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, the depths of their hearts where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach, the core of their reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only they could all see themselves as they really are, if only we could see each other that way all the time, there would be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed. But this cannot be seen, only believed and understood by a peculiar gift. We are Easter people, which means we have to be ready at any time to receive such peculiar gifts and to move forward with all the wonder and responsibility that such gifts bring.